Welcome back to the Trinity Church Waxahachie podcast. This is the Pastor's Podcast. I'm Rob Price, along with our lead pastor on the campus of Waxahachie, Pastor Lennon Nolan. How are you doing this morning, sir? I'm doing good, Rob. How are you? I'm still recovering from a real fun night last night on the back parking lot of our uh, of our facility. Fun yeah, night. The, that was the, great, the, wasn't it? Was great, it? Why don't you walk us through your perspective of uh, this now annual event, which was a lot of fun. It is. It is. And um, yeah, the the annual family night that we always have around this time of year. And um, we branded it last night, 80s night. And uh, Rob, we had a tremendous turnout. Uh, we tried to get a head count, which was pretty impossible with with a moving crowd. And um, Pastor Isaac, we put him on head count duty. And he was like, I'm so sorry. Every time I tried to count, somebody would call me. And he said, I got through about a third of the parking lot and I was up to 200 and I could never get past that. And so um, we probably conservatively last night, I would say, had around 400 people on a campus for this event. Wow. So it was a it was a hit. It was great. It was good. We we did the cornhole area towards the uh, far end of the parking lot and it started out a little slow, but it picked up by the last 45 minutes or so we was it was non-stop people playing yeah. or trying to win prizes or play-doh or candy and the kids were popping in there and it was it was fun it was a lot of fun. You, yeah. you even you even stepped over and played a game i did i lost but i played oh. i played it's i knew what i was getting into so but no it, it was great rob um my my daughter on the way home was talking to my oldest daughter and she goes dad i didn't know half the people there tonight who were all those people I said, honey, we we walk the neighborhoods. We invited some of the schools we sponsor, you know, as a church, mm-hmm. uh, particularly uh, Turner. We we always were able to invite for the food distribution there. Uh, but we were able to invite to 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 this event being a community event. And um, we're reaching out and and it worked. And we provided a great service for the neighborhood last night. Do you remember, Rob, earlier in the semester, we did that series called Make It Count. Yes, and we talked about yes. having a hyper-local focus this year. And we said that it has to matter that our church is positioned in a neighborhood and that we're not out on the interstate somewhere. And so, uh, yeah, we we made it count last night. That was one way to do it. And I'm so proud of our life groups for, thank you, Rob, for you and your crew mm-hmm. creating a game. So many life groups did that. And uh, I was amazed at what came out of it. Did you take a look at the other booths? I walked by every booth and participated in some of the games. Uh, one was tic-tac-toe. One was throw a little paper airplane and try yeah. to land on the carrier. And then one was, there was a football throw and some other ones. So I, I checked them all out, got myself a hot dog and talked to a few people. And I somehow I missed tasting and enjoying the chili. And I know you're dying to tell us all. Sylvia Thompson took home the, took home the championship belt. So uh, Sylvia reigns this coming year, the, the queen of chili. It was fun. I loved it. Well, so the This Is Us series uh, it wrapped up on Sunday. We're going to move on, but uh, some feedback from, we went four, five, six weeks on this series, I think Set, it was. We, seven, seven weeks yeah. in the Sermon on the Mount so far, and we'll come back to it uh, eventually, but you know, going into new series, we'll get to that in a minute. But I've had so much feedback on you know the Sermon on the Mount. It's There's a bunch of hard subjects in there. And a lot of the feedback I've gotten, all the feedback that I've gotten, if people are mad at me, they're not coming to tell me that. But um, just thank you for tackling things like this. This has been so good for me. Three different people, Rob, uh, last night stopped me and and just said how much this series has meant to them and how it is shaping their mind. And, you know, the sermon isn't everything in a church, but Jesus does not waste his words. And the fact that Jesus addressed all these things specifically, 
uh, wouldn't you know it, it's been tremendously helpful to go into his words. What I appreciate about it was, it was a good change for me, is uh, it was expositional preaching, not just topical. And by that, folks listening, I, I'm more topical. I'm not as good as pastor is. <laughs> just go by verse by verse. But you went straight, like when you stop one Sunday, you pick it up like the very next verse. You just kept going right through. What does these scriptures say on this topic? It's a tried and true way of teaching, preaching, and it, it's effective. Yeah, it's and it's not the only way, of course, um, and nor the only way that that even I preach. But what I do love about it, Rob, is that it causes people to because you're sitting with a passage to say, "Huh, I did." It, I feel like it makes people appreciate the Bible more and want to read it more. At least that's what it did for me whenever I was exposed to it in my twenties. Okay, so we're going to switch gears, and we're now. With November, among the assemblies, especially North Texas, we traditionally transition to uh, missions focus. So we're going into missions month mm -hmm. and we're calling this series Change the Map. Walk us through this one. Yeah, this is something that all of our Trinity campuses are marching with in concert. And Rob, you've been a part of the Trinity family for a long time. Uh, if you're listening to us today, part of this family, I want you to know that uh, you can be tremendously proud of the Trinity family of churches. Uh, we we give big to missions uh, every year at our denominational gathering. They celebrate the the money given to missions among the churches in the North Texas district. And uh, Trinity gave more to missions last year than any anyone in the district. Can we celebrate that while saying, ah, look at I, us, we gave you know, more than the scripture talks about. Don't worry about your giving left hand with your right hand. But there is a point of recognizing those who give saying as a group collectively at a boy. Yeah, so I think that's OK. Well, and so not for the sake of us comparing anywhere else, but just for you listening, uh, just know, hey, as we rally this month to to give and support missionaries all around the world, um, this is a big deal to us. This is a part of part of the this is a family endeavor and it's going to be a good month. So we've got a few things going on. Um, we're going to have missionary Nick Stuva with us. Do you know, Nick? Yes, I do know Nick Stuva, and one of his kiddos has come through Sagu. And so I've known Nick for quite a few years. We go way back. So uh, he's a great, great guy. We've had lunch together and had some conversations. A true missionary. You've been doing a lot in South Africa. We're going to be yep. hearing about their yep. new endeavors coming up. And then also Drew and Haley Sellers, okay. a wonderful young couple in our church, uh, wrapping up their time here at Southwestern as we speak, uh, got married last year. They're getting ready to go into the Buddhist world. So they'll be going overseas, but they are a homegrown, my friends. And so we're going to talk about uh, their assignment and where they're headed. Missions Month is going to be a big deal. So let's transition now to the Life Group Lesson, which ties into the Sermon from Sunday. And this was called Turning the Other Cheek. And so what so are some of the biggest do. takeaways that we have from Sunday was the fact that it's not your job to personally retaliate. That was another big, big takeaway coming from the slap was that you taught me is it's the government's job and God in Romans gives the government the sword and justice for a reason. Right. You have to entrust the civil authorities, the judges to do the retaliation, ultimately God in the long run, mm -hmm. but it's not up to us to personally retaliate. Right. That's what God says, do not do this. And a big part of the message, Rob, was just the emphasis that we're not so good at being even handed when we retaliate. I mean, you, you see this with kids, right? They, they wrestle, they wrestle a little harder and someone pinches somebody. So the other one punches the other one in the nose. It escalates. <laughs> yeah, it escalates. 
and and that has it has an escalatory is that a word and you just made it up escalatory uh, effect on our hearts as well as we take things into our own hands and jesus is wanting to relieve us of that responsibility ultimately on the further end so that we can take the next step of learning to love our enemies and the whole point in this and being a child of god is that we're seeking to ultimately to be used by god in winning them and um not just destroying them. So one of the comments was from the questions is in what ways do people assault our honor or reputation in the world today? And how might we choose the way of Jesus over retaliation in these situations? Now, life group leaders, this will be a question you'll be asking your group this week. And my first reaction to this pastor was social media, social media, social media. How often do we fall into that trap? Yeah. People are so brave behind the keyboard, right? Can give us all an ease of being mean that we would never do face to face. And uh, I love, I love, have you, have you ever seen those videos on, on social media, two dogs snarling at each other as long as they're separated by a gate and then the gate opens and they both go quiet and look the other direction. But as long as they have that barrier between them, oh, they're, they're as mean and bold as can be. Yeah. That's the, but you are right. This is one area where we, we tend to have our honor attacked. I wonder what some other ones are. Well, Matthew 5 says, as for the one who wants to sue you, take away your shirt, let him have your coat as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. I want you to touch back on that just a second. And give to the one who asks you and don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. So walk us through some of the contextual teaching that Jesus was talking about when he talks about take him to there. There's a reason why he used those, those numbers and the word mile. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, it was common or at least commonly allowed for uh, Roman authorities in those days to kind of requisition a citizen. Hey, come do this now. And, um, and a mile being sort of a, I don't know, a bit of a, a good, a, a good a chunk standard, of walkage. A good yeah. chunk, there yeah. you go, yeah. walkage. <laughs> Speaking of making up words, I like that. And uh, and Jesus saying, even in that situation where, goodness, you resent the infringement on your rights, on your time, on your whatever, even there, go, that's where we get the saying, right? Go the second mile. Yeah. Saying, even there, go beyond what is asked. Because uh, you're not just trying to get it done, uh, you're trying to make a point about the nature and kingdom of God. That as you're his his person interacting in this tough situation, you interact differently. So the the question there is, have you ever been in a position with a boss or maybe another authority figure where you were humiliated? And uh, and talk about that. And so if you did respond to it in the right way, perhaps you can share how you were able to pull that off. Um, if, if you didn't or you just reflect on it now, how would Jesus have responded? What would the second mile look like in that situation? I think in our groups, we can have some interesting discussion in that direction. And then the last thought for this week's group is power through submission. And this is a scripture that was not mentioned in the sermon, but is mentioned in the notes. It's out of Romans 12. Why don't you read that verse, Pastor? I'll make a couple of comments and have you also give some thoughts on this verse. Romans 12, I think it's verse 17 through 20. Yeah, so do not repay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. That's a big statement of responsibility, isn't it? As far as it depends on you. Yeah. Controlling what you can control. Friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath. Because it is written, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in doing so, you will be heaping fiery coals 
on his head. In the question here, Rabba interacts with, okay, that statement there, heaping fiery coals on on his head. That's, That's the one that got me, Pastor. For years as a teenager, I'd read that think, yeah. God's going to get them. Yeah. And I'm just going to be so good to them. They're going to, they're going to heap coals of judgment. And, and I found this little nugget in a newspaper clipping and I've had it in my Bible to this day, parked at Romans 12. It's so profoundly impacted me. Here's what it said. It, it It was a, it was a clipping from a book about the Bible culture. And here's what it taught me. It said, when you heap burning coals upon the head, it was actually something that when a woman would go to get food for her family, she would go to market and she would put all the uh, vegetables, the meats, the food on top of this large bowl and they would walk back to the home. I've been to Africa and I've, I've seen women walk through town with these large bowls on their head. You would take the bowl home, clean it out, and then you would also use it to bring hot coals back to your home to feed and warm your family. And if you ever ran out of hot coals, you would go knock on the door Mm. of your neighbor and say, listen, I got to feed my family tonight. We're out of coals. We're out of fire. Could I have just a few chunks? Mm. And the the neighbor, mother, wife would give you a few, but if they really wanted to bless you, they would say, no, let me give you a lot more. Let me actually heap coals of fire Mm. on your head Mm -hmm. because it it would go on the bowl and then back to on top of that. And you'd walk back home and the woman would walk home with not just three or four coals, but dozens of Mm. hot coals. There was some padding of protection on her head, of course. She wouldn't, you know, burn her, burn her, her hair. She'd get home, walk into the door, and the family would see this massive amount of, of fire, which meant warmth, mm-hmm. food, even life itself mm-hmm. for that family. And it was the greatest act of kindness that one could give to another would be to heap coals of fire mm-hmm. on someone's head, which carried the bowl. When I saw that, the Lord said, that's why it says if your enemy is hungry, Feed him. Actually, mm-hmm. double back and show kindness. Yeah. God will work out the justice later. Yeah. It blew me away. To yeah. this day, I've had that little clip in my Bible for now. for mm. 30 some years to never forget what that verse means. That's great. That's really great, Rob. Yeah, I, th- I think that's incredibly powerful. I've never, I heard I, my youth pastor, whenever I was in college, my youth pastor uh, hinted at something like that one day, but never, I never got to hear him explain it. But that is that is really powerful. Uh, some of the some commentaries say things like essentially um, the contrast of your actions will create a burning sense of shame. Even if that was correct, that's never an end to itself with the heart of God. It's always to bring conviction to reconcile and establish yeah. love. So I think even if somebody takes um, a different view of that. The end of that is what you're talking about, worst case scenario, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. you're feeding, comforting, loving your enemies. I like, I like that interpretation, though. That's powerful, Rob. And the very end of that passage, it says, do not be overcome by evil, mm-hmm. but overcome evil with good. And I think you did reference that scripture, if memory serves, yes, on yes. Sunday. So 
Why don't you close the word of prayer, Pastor, and we'll send us off for another week, our last week of this series. And we'll uh, see you again next week. Well, Lord, we do love you and we're grateful for what you've let us be a part of here at Trinity Church Waxahachie. And uh, as we go into this missions month, I I pray that through the generosity of of us, uh, through the commitments we make, through uh, the blessings we seek to to be a conduit for, as the things you've given to us, we uh, let you give through us. God, expand the reach of your kingdom. Show us who to partner with. Show us who to help. And uh, Lord, do do things in us, do things through us. Uh, Father, over these last few weeks of life groups, uh, we're so grateful for what you've done and grateful for what you're going to continue to do. So be with us throughout the week. In Jesus' name, amen. We do love our pastor. And this is also Pastor's Appreciation Week. So if you have a chance to give him a card or something, make sure you do that. We love our leadership at Trinity Church Waxahachie, and they're just the best gang. So love on them this week. And uh, we'll see you next week right here on Pastor's Podcast on the Trinity Church Waxahachie Podcast. God bless you. Thank you.